Hello, and welcome to Dyslexia Devoted, the podcast dedicated to building awareness, understanding, and strategies to help those with dyslexia. I'm your host, Lisa Parnello, dyslexia therapist and founder of Parnello Education Services. Join me as we dive into today's episode of Dyslexia Devoted. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode. Have you ever heard the phrase, the summer slide? Do you know what it is? And do you know how to stop it? Welcome to episode 55 of Dyslexia Devoted, and today we're talking about the summer slide, which is when students who have learned something during the school year take a long break during summer and then forget it by the time they go back to school in the fall. So today we are going to be covering some of the ways that you can stop the summer slide. Now, before I jump into today's episode, I have a special offer from the folks over at Speechify, which is a 30% off promo code. So the promo code is SpeechifyPartner30. If you would like to check out Speechify, it is an application that you can either put on your phone or as a Chrome extension, and it will turn text into speech. So if you do the app on your phone, you can scan things in, such as a physical book, and have it read it to you in a more natural sounding voice. And you can use the Chrome extension if there's a website that you want to be able to have it read to you as well. So I'll put a link over in the show description and the show notes page if you want to check that out. So on to our main focus of today, which is the summer slide. The summer slide happens when students have not been practicing their skills because they're wonderfully enjoying a lovely vacation away from school. And I'm fully in support of students having a real break because they need it. But for some students, that makes going back to school even harder, especially for students who were already behind to begin with. And if they lose some of the gains that they've finally made last school year before the next school year comes then they fall even further behind when your whole goal is to try to close the gap. So there are a few things that you can do to stop the summer slide. The biggest one is practicing skills. And so I am a firm believer that kids need a break. So I actually have my lightest month in the summer tends to be June because the families will take their kids out of tutoring for, you know, a couple weeks in June and take a real true vacation where they don't have to think about anything. And I think that is a fantastic idea. But for some of our kids who are already really far behind, they can't really take the whole summer off. But we have to blend in some learning in there. And I'm not saying go to summer school every day and have to do a full school day every single day. I'm talking 20, 30 minutes a day. So making a deal of if you do this for 20 or 30 minutes, whatever time limit you set, then the rest of the day is yours. You can go have fun. Try to make sure there's some sort of motivational reward at the end of their task so that they get to do something they really enjoy after doing their schoolwork that they don't really want to do during summer. One of the best ways to make sure students retain skills is through reading. I tell kids, I don't care what you read, but I want you reading this summer. And so it could be a graphic novel. It could be, you know, something nonfiction if they're really into birds. I have one student who loves birds. And so he likes to read books about birds and learning how to identify birds. And his family goes bird watching for perspective. (laughs) And then there's other kids who really love fiction novels or fantasy novels. And so making sure they get to choose because it's not really about what they're reading. As long as they're not reading something that's super babyish and way below their level, we want to make sure that they have something enjoyable that they can read. For a student with dyslexia, reading is already hard enough. So when you force them to read about specific topics in the middle of their summer vacation, you're just making them hate reading even more. So let's not do that. We want to teach kids that reading can be fun and exciting, even if reading is not their easiest subject. 
Another option is to do learning games. And so there's one that I like called Simplex Spelling, and it's an app for the iPad. And I really like it for practicing spelling skills because it actually reminds students of the rules and it pronounces it both the way we talk and the way it actually looks when you write it down. Because sometimes the way we say words does not necessarily match the way it looks. So for example, in the word lemon, there's a schwa. We say lem in, but we spell it lem on. So I like that the app will pronounce it the way we normally talk as well as the way that it's really spelled. In order to try to maintain the writing and spelling skills, there are a few different ways that you can practice writing the summer. One is journaling and having students keep a journal of the things they did for the day or if they went on a vacation, having them write for a couple minutes about some of their favorite parts of the trip each day and letting them do it that way. Another option is to have a pen pal. So if there's a friend or a cousin they can write letters back and forth to, it could be the physical letters because kids always love getting actual mail in the mail, or it could be emails that they write back and forth. And they, you know, sometimes you might use the parent's email address if the kids are too young to have their own emails yet. And then you can also encourage them to write stories. Made up, pretend, just for fun stories is another great way to do it. One way to balance out the writing is to let them illustrate it as well. So if they write a page, then they can draw. Then they write another page, then they can draw. And to do some back and forth between writing and drawing can often break up the struggle that can happen when kids are trying to write a story and writing isn't always easy for them. As we are practicing reading and writing and spelling, we also don't want to forget about math. A lot of times students with dyslexia are not necessarily bad at math, but they may not be very good at remembering their math facts. So if you can do some things to help them practice their math facts, whether that be flashcards or there is a math game that I like called Quick Math and they draw with their finger on the iPad of what the answer is. And that way it's a little more tactile as they're practicing their answers. It does require them to write the numbers correct. So if they form their numbers very oddly, then it won't always recognize that it's the right number. So it is also a way to make sure the kids are properly forming their numbers as well. Another resource to get practice worksheets of every possible math topic you can ever imagine, all the way from kindergarten up through high school, is mathaids.com. And it's math-aids.com. And there be warned, there are 8 million advertisements on their website to access it for free. Um, I believe there's now a paid version, so you don't have to look at all the advertisements all the time. Either way, you can print out an infinite amount of worksheets because it's a worksheet generator. So you pick the topic and you hit generate and it'll create a different math page every time, even if you keep picking the one on the same topic. And then once again, I will link these in the show description and over on my website at parnelloeducation.com forward slash episode 55. And I don't know if you listened to episode 53 yet, but if you did, I also gave you a whole bunch of fun summer learning activities that you could do that feel a little bit less like schoolwork. To download that list, just go to parnelloeducation.com forward slash summer fun, and you can download a whole list of activities that are learning that don't always feel so much like learning. All right, let's recap today's episode. We talked about the summer slide, which is when students forget things that they've learned during the school year because they take too long of a break. We talked about different resources that you can do to practice reading, writing, spelling, and math. All right, that's it for today. I'm keeping this as a nice little short and sweet episode. Have a fabulous rest of your day. See you next time. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you want to learn even more about dyslexia, check out parnelloeducation.com forward slash courses. See you next time.